Uh, you can actually call Amanda and me Samanda. That was in our wedding. Um, just, it's a pretty easy thing just to call us Samanda. So, as Scott said, I'm really excited to be talking with you guys today. Um, I remember it was like day one in the office. I, I got in, we had just moved in, and I said, hey, just so you know, I love what you do, but I'm just not a preacher. I just, it's not really my wheelhouse. And he said, that's okay. Uh, why don't you speak? I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> and then I went home and I told Amanda, and she's like, you do know he just asked you to preach without using the word preach. So I'm excited to be here. I'm, I'm, I'm really blessed to be a part of this. Before I get going, I wanted to say a couple of thank yous. I felt pretty compelled to do this. Um, it took a lot of people to get us here, um, and it was a long process, and I know that. So I wanted to start by saying thank you to our campus ministry search team. I've been a part of a couple of those, and I can understand how challenging finding a new minister is, and so I want to say thank you to them. So if you didn't know who they were, they're Bob Warren, Cody Janes, Jackson Bowling, Bunny Parker, Roy, Jerrica, and Scott Roy Ponder. Sorry, I just kind of threw Roy's name in there. Um, that's our search team. Huge thank you to them. I've gotten to know them um, over the last couple of months. I mean, it took a while for me to get to know them, so huge thank you to them. Second, I want to say thanks to our staff. We have an incredible staff here, um, one that I'm just kind of honored to be able to jump into. Um, it's clear that our staff has a passion for what they do and a passion for God, and so it's just, it's a, it's a real big honor for me just to be able to join in on that. So, so thank you to our staff. And then finally, thank you to our elders, who are incredible. Um, we, have, we have a group of guys that are incredibly spirit-led. I think they love Jesus, and they love God, and they, and they love this church. And so um, thank you to them, uh, wherever you guys are. Thank you guys for, for your love for campus ministry, for your love for this church, and, uh, and your love for Amade and me. So, thank you. Okay, one of my most hated questions in every interview is the, like, the number one question, tell us about yourself. Um, I got asked that question like four times throughout the process, and every time I was asked it, I said, I'm really, really bad at talking about myself. But when I said, Scott, what do you want me to talk about? He's like, just tell them about yourself. So you're asking me to talk, and you're asking me to talk about myself. Okay, so I'm going to talk a little bit today. It's just going give, to give you guys an opportunity to get to know who I am. I'll tell you a little bit about me, about how I got into ministry. And then I really want to transition into the Campus Center, because that's really why I'm here. It's, it's campus ministry. And then I want to give you guys some, some tangible things you can be doing for our ministry, really this school year and in the next, uh, in the next coming weeks and months. So the next couple minutes are going to be like ripping a Band-Aid off for me. I was born and raised in Lubbock, Texas. Um, I'm glad to have my dad here today. He drove in from Lubbock this morning um, to join us because he knows I don't speak a lot. So he's like, well, I guess I got to come down and see you. So, so I'm glad to have him here with us today. But I was born and raised in Lubbock, Texas. I went to um, with a high school at Friendship High School. Anybody know where Wolford's at? Okay, a couple of people. Yeah. I went to high school at Friendship High School. Um, I graduated with a plan like most of us do when you graduate high school. You have a plan. And I was going to be a paramedic, so I graduated with an EMT basic license, and I went on to South Plains College to get a, um, an advanced EMT license, and then I've, I've, I've had to be a part of delivering a baby, and I was like, I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> um, but I just didn't, you know, I didn't really feel a calling. Um, I, I was doing it, and, and college guys make decisions on three factors, or at least I did. Food, money, and what my girlfriend's doing. Um, 
I was, I was eating because my parents were super happy to keep feeding me while I was in college. Um, I wasn't making any money, so I was really unhappy there. But then I met this incredible girl named Amanda at LCU, and I couldn't really hang out with her because I was either at school or I was working on an ambulance or in an ER, and I was just super unhappy. So I prayed about it, and I thought, this is not really where God's called me to be, but I don't know where that is. Um, so I, I stepped away from being a paramedic, and I went to work full-time at, like, the happiest place on the planet, Walmart. And <laughs> it took me about three days at Walmart to realize, okay, this is not where I want to be. <laughs> so, and Amanda, just as, as smart as she was, was like, well, what do you want to do? I have no idea. But, you know, I prayed about it, and I thought, maybe I want to teach. So I went to, uh, I enrolled at Texas Tech University. Any Red Raiders in the house? Wreck them. Um, I graduated with a degree in history. I think that's why Lanny Lehman and I get along so well, is we have the same degree. It's just he's got a couple more years on it than I do. Um, but I went, to, I went to Texas Tech. I graduated with a degree in history. Um, and during that time, I got back involved at a church because I, I, you know, I, I stepped away a little bit to do paramedic stuff, and I, and I felt pretty lost. And so Amanda and I, uh, we got back involved at Monterey Church of Christ, which is where I grew up for my entire life. We got involved in their college ministry, and I got a phone call from the minister saying, hey, do you want to be an intern? I was like, what's an intern? I mean, y'all, I, y'all had a way better idea of what an intern was in youth ministry, college ministry. I was like, what do I do? He said, I'll pay you $25 a week, and you'll clean coffee mugs and set up tables, and I'll feed you once a week. And I was like, sign me up. <laughs> I get food, and I get 25 bucks a week. I love it. So I, I started doing uh, an internship at Monterey um, for college ministry, and then about six months later, the minister called me and said, I've taken another job, and I have no idea what's going to happen. So I'm sitting there in limbo, like I'd, I'm enjoying making $25 a week and eating, so what do I do? And at that time, I had known the elders pretty well, and they came in, and they, they called me to an elders meeting, which is scary sometimes when you get called into an elders meeting. And they said, um, do you want to do college ministry? And my logical brain, I heard him ask, do you want to, for your job, do college ministry? And I was like, no, I have, I have no interest in that. That's not in my wheelhouse. That's not really what I'm, I'm thinking about. And they said, okay, well, how about this? Why don't you just do it until we find the next guy? And to make a long story short, I spent the last five years doing, uh, doing college ministry at, <laughs> at Monterey. Um, and I found a passion. Uh, enough of a passion to where um, I wanted to find an opportunity to do it full-time, and I just, you know, it took a while to, to do it. If you don't know about campus ministry, those jobs don't come open often, and so I did it part-time and worked full-time for Texas Tech University in the budget office because I was so passionate about doing ministry that I wanted to continue to do it part-time, and then this job came open, and the rest is history. So that's a little bit about me. That's how I got into ministry. Let's talk about the campus center for a second. Um, raise your hand, and this is an interactive moment. I always believe in those, so raise your hand and keep them raised. If you were ever a student or went through the campus center as like a participant, so whether you're in college or not in college, okay, keep your hands raised. Raise your hand if you have had a child go through the campus center at any point. Okay, keep your hands raised. Raise your hand if you've ever at any point served, whether that was food or whatever, served at the Campus Center for for Rams for Christ. 
Okay, so look, look around the room for a second. I mean, I'm trying to get away from the lights, but there are a lot of hands in the air right now. Um, so what does that tell me? Well, it tells me a couple things. One, that, um, that the Campus Center's been around for a while, and it's got a history that's very important. Two, it tells me that this church is passionate about what's going on down the street at the Campus Center. And so, um, it's incredibly exciting to walk into a, a congregation that is, that is investing in college ministry and young adults so well. So I want you to know that I, when I respect that and I, and I take that very seriously as we step into to campus ministry, that this, this is a rich history and, and I want to respect it. One of the questions I was asked um, during the process to become the campus minister here was, what is your philosophy of ministry? And I remember, I think my wife will tell you, I, I got that question, and it's, it's funny. I guess I've never thought about it. I, I never tried to define my philosophy of ministry. And so I sat on it for three or four days and just could not. It was a tough question for me because I never thought about it. And then I thought back to a time when a mentor of mine asked me a question. He said, everything you do, you have to have a why. So why are you doing campus ministry? What, what is the reason you're doing it. And, and I thought about that, and, and hopefully the answer I gave was, well, it's acceptable because I'm here. Um, but what I said was, uh, it's rooted in, in a couple of scriptures. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Mark 12, uh, 29 through 31. So Jesus is just now, um, he's talking to the, the teachers of the law, right? It, uh, they've just listened to a debate that he's had about resurrection. And they've asked him a question, right? What is the greatest commandment? Right? So I've always told, if in Scripture something says this is the greatest, we should probably look at it a couple of times. So when Jesus says this is the greatest commandment, he says this. The most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, the one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. So what does this tell me, right? This is the most important commandment we have from Christ. And it starts like this. It's not, it, it doesn't start by just saying love, love God, because that's important, and that is the greatest commandment. It starts by recognizing that God is the one and only, right? And if you, if you look at Roman history and what was going on in this in this context, they're dealing with a culture that was, was polytheistic, right? They had multiple gods. And all of these early church members were dealing with a culture that, that worshipped multiple gods. And so, right, he's, he starts by saying, the Lord your God is the only one. So you have to accept that. And the second, love, uh, love, your, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Right, you have to fully submit to God. Right? You love God with every part of your being. And then, equally as important, is you take that love and you go to, the, go to your neighbor. And you show them that love. So, I take this scripture and I move on to the other one. In Matthew 28, 18 through 20. If you've got your Bibles, go there. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. This is the Great Commission. Right? One of the most popular. What is our job as Christians? Well, most people go to this. Right? Told his disciples, I have been given authority, all authority, in heaven and on earth. 
Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all commands I've given you, and be sure of this, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. So I look at that, and I go back to the idea of what the greatest commandment is, and Jesus is telling us to go baptize all nations and teach them the commands I've taught you. Well, what's the most important commandment? It's to love. So how do you teach love? How do you teach love? Well, I mean, we can, we can go to Webster's Dictionary and define it, right? This is what it means. Go do this. But does that really work? And so I look at this and I say, the way we teach people to obey the commands, to obey God's greatest commandment, which is to love him and love others, we have to live it out. Right? We have to live it every day. And the cool thing about the Campus Center, now I'm transitioning more into the Campus Center, is this is that the Campus Center has, a, has about 5,500 to 6,000 students. If you were here a couple of Wednesdays ago, uh, President Hawkins came by and, and spoke, and he said that any given year there are 5,500 to 6,000 students on ASU's campus. And, and the cool thing is, is that so many of those people come to us from other countries, from other towns. Many of them come not knowing who God is. And so what is our job as the Campus Center? Um, I ask, what's our job as Christians? It's to love God and love people. So the Campus Center, hopefully, is just another platform that we can use to love people and love God. And, and so it's, it's a challenge because I, uh, I become a broken record of things I'm passionate about. So our elders and our search committee and our, our staff— They've heard me talk about this a lot. There was a study done in 2015 called Growing Young, and it, and it, it assessed um, young adult participation in churches in America. It was done by Fuller Youth Institute um, out of California. It was, it's the leading uh, research institute for, for youth ministry in the country. And they did this study, and they found that across the board, right, if you look at churches across the board, both small, large, uh, across the, the, the denominations, if you look at churches across the board, they found that 50% of high school seniors, when they graduate, will walk away from God. Let me say that again. 50% of high school seniors, when they graduate high school, will walk away from God. So when I read that, you know, it's easy to just read a statistic off and say, this is how it is, right? Um... But I, I ask you to put that into your own life. Has that statistic impacted you? You, know, you think one in two high school seniors will walk away from God statistically after they graduate high school. So the CCC is a, is a really cool opportunity for us to love on, on college students who might not know who Jesus is, who may have walked away from the church, um, who might not know what church is even about, Right? It gives us a chance to build relationships with students and bring them into a relationship with God. Um, it allows us to show them love, like God calls us to love, but we have to live it out. And so it, it kind of brings me to the last thing I'll say on this before I ask you guys for stuff. Um, I once heard it said of, of campus ministry, and, and I tend to want to say campus ministry, but I, let's, let's talk to young adults for a second. I heard, I heard it once said that when you invest in young adults, you invest in the future of the church. 
But the wording there is really important. You invest in the future of the church. Not a church, but the church. Right? That when you invest in the future of young people, we can hope that they come and impact Johnson Street. And that's our hope, right? And we can, we can want that. But we know that, for the most part, college students, they don't stay in San Angelo when they graduate. For the most part, they don't. I mean, I think that's just statistically proven that they don't stay. But the ones that do, you know, we can hope that they impact this church. But I think what we can really hope is that when we invest in young people and we pour into them, they can go across the world to other cities in this state, into this country, and across the globe, and we impact churches there by what we do here. And the CCC is a really good platform for us to equip young people with the with really the understanding and the skills of what it means to love God and love others, and then hopefully send them out to where they go. So I love campus ministry. Um, I've done it for five years. I am by no means an expert. As you heard, I wasn't even planning on being a minister. Um, But what I think I've found is that relationships are key in everything we do. That if we're not building relationships with students, we're not really, we're not, we might not really be loving God if we're not building relationships. And so transitioning to now, what, what are some things you can do? Um, and it's easy again for me to say, go, go do this or go do that. And, and I will tell you right now, Jarek and I can tell you that if you come and ask me what I can do next week, it's probably going to be totally different than what, what you could have done this week. But a couple of things that, that, that are coming up that I want you guys to, to kind of be, be thinking about are Baja Taco Bash. They first told me about that, and I was like, what is that? <laughs> Baja Taco Bash. Um, that's coming up in, in a couple of weeks, uh, August 22nd. We're going to have two services. So remember that, that day and that day only, we're going to have two services, 8.30, 10.45, with Bible class in between. Um, and th- there's a reason for that. We get, to, um, we get to serve our college students at ASU a meal. I think the last couple of years we've done anywhere from 360 students. We're hoping that we can see that many. Um, but the reason we go to two different services is pretty intentional. Um, we can allow people who are working that event to come to church, but then we're going to be intentional about trying to bring college kids into the building that day. Um, and, and what I'm asking of you guys is if you can help serve, great. If you can donate food, that's awesome. But what, you really, what, I, what I can't say enough is if you could be intentional with our students that day. When you see a college student, and trust me, they're easy to find, they don't know where they're at. They're scared. Um, they're easy to find. Uh, be intentional about, about reaching out, making them feel welcome. Be intentional about reaching out to them and loving on them. Because one, uh, that's why we're here. And two, that's a great opportunity for us to get to know kids while they're in the building. So that, that's one that you can do. Two, um, we're excited to have our Sunday night meals back. Uh, I know in the last couple of semesters, they've been dealing with covid and so we haven't had the meals that we've been wanting to have, but those we plan, I say we're planning, we're planning on having those back uh, as they were before COVID. So if you guys can, can be a part of that, if you want to serve and cook a meal, um, if you want to be a part of a group that does that, great. We'll have a table in the foyer that way. People are pointing that way. I don't know where it's, oh no, people are pointing that way. <laughs> Somewhere in this direction, there's going to be a table that you can fill out and you can volunteer um, 
to, to sign up and bring a meal. So if, you, if that's something you can do, please consider doing that. The third one, um, I, I did some research. Jericho was out of the office, so it's a, it's a miracle I didn't do anything bad. Um, I did some research, and I found that I really believe that Johnson Street Church of Christ is one of the only churches in the state of Texas that has a building in the middle of a college campus. I, I don't know if you guys understand how incredible that is, to, to have a building on a state university um, and, and that be ours. And so, and if you haven't been down to the CCC, it's incredible. We're there all the time. Come on in. We'll give you a tour. Uh, but that's an incredible building. And we do a, a once a month, every first Sunday, a donation called Transforming Campus. And it's, it's easy for me to come in and ask for you guys to donate. And and that, even though that's what I'm doing, what I hope that you realize is that can be a really powerful way that you can serve our students. Because that building is incredible. Um, that building is, it gives us so many opportunities to minister to young people and to love on college students. And so if you can, if you feel compelled, if that's on your heart, um, every week or every month when that comes up, please consider being a part of that. That does, that does impact a lot and doesn't it, it goes a long way finally the last thing you can do and I told him and I'd say this without trying to cry like a baby um, is prayer I firmly believe that when a church prays we're strong um, I'll tell you a story about prayer we were back in Lubbock a couple of weeks ago closing on our our house and um, we met our neighbor a couple years ago when we bought the house and her name was Delilah and we got to know her over COVID and found out pretty early on in COVID that she was diagnosed with a pretty aggressive form of bone cancer. So when we were back in Lubbock this last time to close on our house, she saw us walking our dog and walked out of her house. And, you know, you could tell she was in, she, she wasn't feeling well. She, she was about all of 60 or 70 pounds, bald really struggled to walk out on our porch, but Amanda and I sat with her for probably 30 or 45 minutes, and one of the coolest things was is we just sat and prayed. Um, we prayed for Delilah. I had the chance to pray for her, but, but she was so intentional about praying for this church and the campus center at this church, and she had no idea who anybody was here. Right? She had no clue. Um, there wasn't a dry eye at the end of that prayer, but what was so cool was that we had this woman from Lubbock who has no idea about this church praying for what's happening at the campus center. Um, and I think that's incredibly powerful, but what I think is even more powerful is if we as a church can pray for our students, pray for our semester, pray for Jarek and I as, as we step into um, a new year. Every year is different, and that's a challenge. But, but if he could be praying for us, that's great. I want to close with um, a quote from as I'm a, a, a history guy, from Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Um, he was a, a pastor, um, a minister, uh, and he was, he was killed in World War II. He was a Jew. He spent most of his adult life, if you will, in prison and, and ultimately in a, a concentration camp. And he said this, the church is the church only when it exists for others. Not dominating, but helping and serving. We must tell men of all calling what it means to live for Christ and to exist for others. 
right, whatever happens in this building is super important, and I, I will not deny that what happens here is incredibly important. But what's cool is we have the opportunity to go out and to be a part of God's mission outside of these walls, outside of the building at, uh, at the campus center. Um, and I'm incredibly excited to be a part of God's mission here. I'm excited to be a part of campus ministry here. I hope you guys will, will partner with us as we love on students every year. Um, and so I'm grateful to be here. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. God, I thank you for this church and their love for you and their love for your mission. God, I pray as we, as we go through life, we find ways to, to love you and love others in rich ways. God, I pray for this church as we embark on a new school year for our college students, for our elementary and high school students, God, that you would be with them, you would guide them. God, I pray that you would help us exist for the world outside of these walls so we can bring your love and joy and peace. Father, help us be your instruments of peace. Thank you for this time. In your son's name, amen.